on the advice of their lawyers and also their doctors. Off the Perch podcast would like to inform all listeners that the opinions expressed in these recordings are solely personal and do not reflect the views of any organizations they are associated with. As such, if you are offended by any content herein, please contact Off the Perch directly and they will be addressed live on the next show. Welcome back to uh, uh, episode uh, uh, 72. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Right. Got it. Go. Broken clock is right twice a year. Uh, start. Yeah. Episode 72 of Off the Perch. It's Steve. It's Chris. What is this stuff on here? We're hockey night in Canada and we're talking about saving the world. And all that stuff, let's talk hockey. Let's talk about some good guys. Let's talk about the troops. It's Pat. And of course, of course, when Don Cherry was talking about the troops, who he meant were the Red Army and yes. the players and staff of Red Bull New York. So yes. let's talk about the troops. Yes, let's talk about the troops. Wow, what an intro. Holy shit. That was great. Yeah. I've wanted to do the Don Cherry bit for some time, and I, I figured like, <laughs> I couldn't day. do it without context. And now that we're playing Toronto, there's there was the good context for uh, for doing that. Perfect. That was amazing. Thank you. All right. So yeah, um, let's talk about Chicago first. You mentioned Toronto, right? Let's talk about Chicago first. We won. Yeah, we won two nothing. In in what was. For for all intents and purposes, a very kind of not massively dominant performance, but pretty pretty dominant performance out of us. I mean, yeah. Chicago, uh, but yeah, yeah. We have now scored three goals at Red Bull Arena, and I have not been in the South Ward for any of those three goals. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. The home opener I was down by Gate D in the smoking section. Uh, where I was again at the beginning of the second half last week. And then I was coming back from uh, buying my Andrew Gutman jersey at the bull shop when they scored the second goal. Yeah. And Larissa's like, I don't know, maybe you can't be in the South Ward. <laughs> I'm, like, no. well, I'm like, well, first of all, you weren't there either. So it might not be me. It might be you. Um, but yeah, so thank, thank God for... Uh, for MSG and 900 replays of the game, so I could watch watch the second half. Exactly. Uh, but no, we looked we looked good once again. It looked like we're building off of previous performances and previous halves, mm-hmm. and and just turning out good performances. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Um, can't think of anyone on like on the day that had a bad game. Um, everyone across the board was uh, was solid to to good out there. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, uh, I'm I, looking I, at the player ratings. I'm looking at the player ratings on Metro Fanatic, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Barlow was rated a 4.0. But I mean, everybody just has an extra grade with Tom Barlow. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so you know, he he could score a natural hat trick, and like they'd still be like, nah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most importantly, like, again, the caveat being that it was Chicago, but like, uh, 
compare the 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 way that the back line played and a lot of this has to do with sort of going back to the formation that we should have played all along against LA but yeah um it looked comfortable i mean there were a few sort of half chances that chicago created in the first half but for the most part they didn't really look like scoring mm-hmm. and again some of this is again it's chicago like we right. can't get too ahead of ourselves but like I mean, all the, like, everyone on the back line was, like, marking the right spaces, um, looked, again, semi-cohesive as a unit, in a yeah. way, like, especially that first goal against L.A., where just complete, uh, complete disintegration of the back line, yeah. and there wasn't really anything like that. Like, I thought, I thought it was quite solid, and that was good to see, because sort of the worry going into this match was that, like, hmm, does this Struber guy, like, not care about organizing his his defense? Like, right. is, is this going to be a recurring theme? So, um, yeah, hopefully it was more just sort of ironing out the the kinks than anything else. Right. So, yeah, and, and essentially, like, to continue on with the defense, Barrick was essentially nullified, where, like, people were worried that, like, like Chicago was just going to, like, lob long balls at him and he was just going to somehow, like, score on us, but he was, like basically invisible for, for most yeah, he, of the game. He he lost like every 50-50 with yeah. Aaron Long. Yeah. So yeah, that whole threat was just completely nullified and then the rest of Chicago's offense isn't that good. So yeah. That basically sums up the story. Um the only thing I would also wanted to note is that um I think this is the first game um that we've had less of a majority of the possession, which as you as you guys know, like most I think the last two games were both us having most of the possession and we ended up uh, losing. So, uh, yeah, it, it felt like very much a return to form to like how, how it, the system should work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was funny, like, because I somehow turned on my TV like three different times and caught basically the exact same time period of the game right. all three times. Um, but like they, Shep and Steve were like, oh, I don't know, that's a lot of possession. <laughs> <laughs> like at one point they were like, oh, they've got the ball a lot. Like this, this isn't good. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just go right into like the the goals. So the first the first goal happened, I think, early in the second half. Um, Fabio with the assist, which like when you see the play happen you see when the way from my angle from watching this in 101 like i just see barlow out in midfield at like basically like talking to jar struber and then like fabio has the ball in front of him and like fabio has no support so fabio basically runs the ball down and then has to wait for ccj to come like i think it was like basically outside the box for him to shoot um but yeah like i i didn't expect that goal to happen but when it didn't i was like excited because it was just like good to see that the, the whole two striker pairing isn't is exactly needed like Barlow shouldn't probably have been that far in um but for us to kind of like still recover from that to score a goal was was uh was refreshing to see mm-hmm. um yeah i that, mean i just yeah. thought it was interesting how like and you, you get a better appreciation for this watching on tv i'm sure but um the way that we almost drew chicago in like you you, you sort of see how deep the back line is sitting. And then when we win the ball, there's this long ball over the top. And I don't know who the center back is, but like should have done better with that. Mm -hmm. Like Fabio really picked his pocket. And yeah, 
you know, once, once he won the ball, it was basically a question of like, who was, who was going to be able to get into the Chicago box quicker? Like would, would their back line be there or would we be able to push guys into the box? And like, um, yeah, again, the, 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 the late run from CCJ just getting what it was like, yeah, towards the top of the box mm -hmm. um, in pretty much complete isolation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, was, it was good to see sort of how, I mean, it was almost like it was a little bit calculated how, how if Chicago was in possession, um, pushing, you know, more guys forward right. in our own half, like how, how, pretty much how to execute a, a, a quick break like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was watching the replay of it. It was interesting to see, like, it, it was, it, it was the perfect example of like the trailing runner. Mm -hmm. um, like Clark just, I don't know if he fell on purpose or slipped, but he was, it, it, the ball was perfectly laid off and Chicago completely bit on on Clark being the one that was going to take the shot. Mm. Like I, I can't remember the last time I saw a defense, like go for the wrong person <laughs> so badly and then ball watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then right. And then to the second goal, I think it was a uh, 64th minute. Um, the, the, the ball to Fabio who then headed it towards Clark for him to again, like I say again, because it's just ridiculous how he just keeps scoring volley goals, but he scored another volley goal. Like he can't keep getting away with this. He at can. some, po at some point, it's going to catch up to him. <laughs> Surely. Feeling like Aaron Paul. Oh, he's, he, he's only going to score bangers. Only volleys. Like yeah. if the ball touches the floor, he's not scoring it. No. Um, no. Yeah, like, the floor is like, lava. Clearly. The floor is lava. <laughs> what would happen if he were presented? with like that Timo Werner chance a couple of days ago. Like, would he score that? I'm not so sure. <laughs> we'll never know. Cause that's not the kind of goal he scores. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I can't wait for him to go to Leipzig and, and like, he's only doing like a blindfolded bicycle kicks. Scorpion kick, scorpion yeah. kick goals only, only scorpion yeah. kicks. Um, but yeah. Um, and then just going back to Fabio, how, how he, like in that position, he he was he was kind of at an awkward angle to, to to head the ball to the goal. So just for him to be aware of that and to just head it towards the center of the box for for Clark to to knock it in was was smart. Um, yeah, yeah, two assists on the day for Fabio. He had a, a really good game, and he and like and the scores the goals will come for him. I, it's just I mm -hmm. like seeing that that dynamic from him. I I think tactically, like because in a in a diamond. Um, yeah, basically the the jobs of the two forwards, at least the way that Struber has been playing. I suppose this isn't this isn't uh, ubiquitous, but mm. like, yeah, the, the the our forwards have been playing very wide. So it's it's actually quite likely to me that like Fabio and whoever, I mean, eventually Klimala, mm. um, who seems sort of more like a, I don't want to say a target man, but yeah, like a like a goal scorer than than Fabio maybe. But yeah, right. Fabio could really sort of take the role as like as like a provider type like almost like a kareem benzema um right. type player where um i mean the attack goes through him but he's not necessarily the guy whose job it is to actually finish it off yeah. which i'm sure he'd be fine with as long as it works um i mean he ha he has pretty good vibes like i don't think he cares 
it's it's to, to equate it to like a like a system where we had them in the past it was kind of like Henri and, and bwp when he when he was first started where it was just Henri right, just right, styling yeah. people in the box and then just give the ball to 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 bwp for, to dock it in so if that's the system we're kind of like going towards it and and not just if it's clamala as the other striker but like if people are making runs to just be more dynamic in that sense so that if the target man's covered like we have someone making a run that can then um, hit it from from pretty much at the top of the box. Yeah, it's it does seem like we could have a lot of goals this year that are scored by midfielders. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I was just going to mention. So this was Amaya's first start. Um, he was a sub last game. His first start this game, and I thought he looked good out there. Yeah, I thought like the whole midfield just uh, looked sharp. This was a good like four um, to see. Um, so it was it was a. Uh, yeah, I, I liked Amaya out there. Um, I was also going to mention the sub of Yearwood in the 55th minute because I think when Yearwood came in, um, that's when I think we started putting more and more pressure on Chicago to the point where, like, we just beat them to submission in the last, like, 20, like 15, 20 minutes. We Absolutely. Styling on them. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. – I, I thought Yearwood coming in, like we, like I said, it, it feels like every game we're building off of something, and like a new a new piece arrives, and like the team really does start to take shape. Yeah. Um, I thought him coming in, like we're, we're we finally not finally started to see, but we're seeing more of what this team's identity and playing style is going to be moving forward. Once everybody is in and healthy and fit and knows the tactics and has their visa and <laughs> all that fun stuff. Yeah. 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 It, it, it really depends a lot on how high Red Bull New York is um, on the U S state department's priority list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you could I mean, even clearly, clearly we're going to have problems this year because Joe Biden is a Philadelphia Union fan. Uh, that's unfortunate. So, so, I mean, he's just going to make sure that all of our, uh, our visas are slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're Venezuelan, then they get the, the express thing. Right. Yeah. Of course, because, because yeah. we have to let in the refugees from, from the, uh, you know, the, the oppressive Maduro regime. Yeah, Which of course true. is illegitimate because you know cell phone guy is the president. <laughs> um, One cell phone boy. What, what I was gonna say, like, kind of to Steve's point, is like you could even sort of see the progression of like, sort of getting it more from first half to second half because the first the first half, I don't totally agree with the categorization of it being like terrible. No, I mean, the, no. There were some, yeah. Again, like chirping here and there that the first half was just bad soccer, and it wasn't. It was cagey. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I certainly noticed was, again, like a lot of times, especially in the midfield, it seems like still not everyone was completely sure of their roles in possession. Like a lot of times you couldn't you couldn't even quite tell who was playing where if you hadn't seen the the uh, the, the the starting 11 sheet. Mm -hmm. But in the second half. I mean, it, it, it seems like they sort of figured out everything um, at halftime and everything was a lot more cohesive again like just players were, were were sticking to their zones a little bit better yeah and um yeah create i mean just doing a better job like creating space for themselves off the ball in the second half because there were in the first half there were a lot of times where especially like clark and davis were just sort of like passing the ball to each other and yeah. just sort of 
staying still, not really doing anything. It's like, like, um, like, well, I, I, I can't think of anything to do with the ball. So like maybe you <laughs> can, but, but he can't either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was certainly one thing that I picked up from first to second half in the midfield. Yeah. Just, it just looked cleaner and, and, uh, better organized. Right. Yeah. Uh, 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 from Struber's comments after the game, he, he was asked if, uh, if he changed tactics or anything, he's like, no, I told them we'll win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he was that confident where he's like, no, no, it's fine. Just keep doing it. You got yeah. this. Yeah. And it fucking worked. Right. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Screening that after is just like, yeah, it, it, to kind of admit that confidence to your team is just like for them to kind of realize like what to do out there. That second half was, was, was probably the best we've seen so far in, in the short season, but still a very, very good um, second half. Um, and they did just, create some chances in the first half. Like there yeah. was, I mean, the Fabio one was, was brilliant. The way oh, that he just yeah. sort of dug the ball from quite an awkward position under his feet and uh, hit it across goal and was very unlucky not to score the Barlow one. That, like, yeah, I mean, four out of 10, he should have done better. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one off the uh, post was that was the Fabio one the one off the post that Barlow could... Fabio hit the post. Barlow was the one who kind of awkwardly hit it with his left foot, I think, and dragged mm-hmm. it wide. Right. Um, when it might have been better to either go near post or or try and put your right foot around it. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, they weren't terrible in the first half either. It was no, just no. a little bit more sluggish and a little bit, uh, yeah, like less organized. Right. But yeah, you could. I mean you could clearly see that like the plan didn't change. Um, it was, he probably went in at halftime and, you know, kind of reassured everyone of exactly what their duty was, especially in midfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll just mention the other subs. So, so at the same time that Yearwood came in, Royer came in. Um, the only, the only thing I want to mention about Royer who had an okay shift, like he, he couldn't convert He didn't convert any of his shots. Um, but he was still active out there. The only thing I just want to mention was that one header where I, I've never seen a soccer player so confident that they were in front of goal when he headed it. And it's just literally like if there was another goal to the left of the actual goal, it would have gone in. But like he was that far wide. But I've never seen someone with that much focus and intensity just like head the ball and just go between 101 and 102. Um, uh and then, yeah, Brian White came in for Fabio. Um, he, he was all right out there. Um, and then Omir came in um, in the 81st minute for, for Clark. Um, and Omir, Omir looked good out there, just active, just just make, like running around, just trying to press Chicago players and force, force uh, you know, just them losing con- uh, possession. Um, so that, yeah, they were – all the subs were pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that was that was basically – well, she wrote about Chicago. Um, where are you guys three stars? Oh, I, I guess I'll go first. You go okay. first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so third star is going to go to Andrew Gutman because I like him so much. Um, <laughs> and clean sheet, first clean sheet of the season. That's worth right. something. Yeah. Um, actually, it probably should go to Aaron Long because, again, was sort of the one who, who – completely uh, manhandled Barrich for the entire game, but yeah. I'm giving it to Gutman because I like him more. Right. Um, uh, second star is going to go to um, CCJ for the goal. 
because yeah. I like the goal so much. Like I, I love the way he hit it. Where I love the where it's got like the upward trajectory on the ball mm-hmm. and goes right into the roof of the net. Just a, like very aesthetically pleasing goal. Yeah. Um, and uh, first star has to go to Fabio for the two assists because and and in general like had it was br- brilliant like forward play. Um, yeah. Probably probably if I'm not mistaken his best performance of the season again not just the two assists but just sort of being kind of the focal point of of every attack um even even though he's playing as like a left forward or sometimes you know out on the right but um yeah i I mean i thought he was excellent so he is the first star um i i gave my third star to clark for that ridiculous volley um, I think he's just really been playing out of his mind this year already, and it's fun to watch him for the time that we will have him. Mm. Uh, second star was Caceres for me, and first star Fabio. Like everything Pat said, yeah, like just great performances. Yeah, I'm torn between Long and Clark for my third star, but I'm going to give it to Long for just yeah, like Pat mentioned, just the whole defense keeping the clean sheet. Um, Clark Clark's volleys are apparently going to be commonplace, so I don't want to like gas him up too much because like this might be ranked twentieth out of his you know twenty volley goals. Um, so yeah, I'll give Long my third star. Um, I'm going to give CCJ my second star just for the goal. I, I just loved his run. Um, and that he he hit the ball with like just force and just like confidence. And I like that we're seeing more shots from outside the box or or near the top of the box. Um, so yeah, CCJ is my second star, and then yeah, it's unanimous. Fabio is my first star because it, it's he's not the scoring the goals, but he, he's generating offense and leading to goals. It's which is what like what you said. We well, that's what we want from a forward. So yeah, uh, onward to I guess local scores because there's not really much news <laughs> this week. Um, so uh, this past week, Gotham um, FC drew against Racing Louisville uh, nil-nil, which means they are they got a they secured a spot in the Challenge Cup final against the Thorns, which I think they're playing, unfortunately, at the same time as the Red Bull game. Um, so yeah, um, and then RB two opened their season um, at Hartford and they lost three to, uh, three to two, and our two goals were from uh, Mandela Egbo and Lacava. So yeah. Uh, we'll see. Gotham had three clean sheets in four games. That's yeah. I mean, no, Gotham playing soccer the right way. Yeah, no, Gotham is playing really well right now. Um, there's 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 nothing quite like qualifying for a final with a nil nil draw. That's (laughs) that's soccer (laughs) at its best, (laughs) truly. Exactly. Like I, I think there's, I think there's. Well, we can basically call it an Italian proverb that like the perfect game ends nil nil. So they played, a, they did play a perfect game. They played the perfect game yeah. and got them to a final. Uh, this is this is kind of off topic, but I'm in the middle of uh, the globalization of soccer, the the book that came out like mm. probably 15, 16 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was laughing to myself at work while reading it because I, I was in the middle of the chapter about uh, Brazil and like the corruption down there and everything. And apparently, I don't think they do this anymore, but apparently 
for a period of time, they would change how the uh, playoff seating was handled, like who would who would win. And one year was, and I'm shocked MLS hasn't done this yet. Uh, uh, seating a part of the seating process was revenue from tickets sold. And that's just like I, wow. I, I, guess I mean, Don how Garber, has MLS not done that? Yeah, Don Garber must not have read the book yet. No, because like he would have like the lights would have gone off like <laughs> right there. Like whoa, 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 wait! But I'm convinced that this will become how Atlanta United uh, gets into you uh, CCL every year. Yep. Yes. Uh, once we have to start playing Open yeah. Cup again, it's just going to be revenue from tickets sold, and that'll be one of the U.S. Soccer qualifying spots. Right next to the Fair Play Award, it's the average attendance award that Grant gets. You <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. At, at and and, and team, are teams are going to be like they... increasing their ticket prices because, like. Uh, in or, you know, if if you have the same attendance as someone else, but they charge more, like you're gonna miss out on the seating that you would have gotten through yeah. through revenue. So yeah, you have what, to all of a sudden you have to charge like as much as Charlotte's going to charge for 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 season tickets. Oh um, yeah, maybe I, more. I firmly anticipate Atlanta fans bragging about, yeah, you spend $20 a game. I spend $350 a game. So my team can qualify. <laughs> I got my team into champions. I spend 17 a game so I can have a beer and, and watch soccer with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, on to Toronto, a soccer right. team or some would say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Toronto FC, uh, right now, currently in MLS, they're uh, 01 and one. Uh, that put, puts them in eleventh in the East. I know it's still in the days, but whatever. Um, their last games, I put both their CCL campaign and in MLS. So their their last last like their on, real last game was against Cruz Azul, which they lost one nothing. Um, that was the second leg of their of their tie. So that uh, Cruz Azul advanced with a four one aggregate. Uh, yeah, they got blown out in Toronto, not in Toronto, um, in Florida, wherever they were playing. Um, and their last MLS game was a two two draw against Vancouver, um, which ended. Vancouver was up late and ended in, in, in a stupid goal that I don't remember because I think my brain just blocked it from memory. Um, so yeah, that's that's them right now. They're currently winless in four. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Toronto, headed by um, some guy named Chris. Um, Worst Steve, Chris ever. Steve, in, in, in case you didn't remember it, you did mention it briefly on the show last week, um, the, uh, the D-Parks thread of... of pixelated chris armis yes I I, I yes yes I, the i literally I, I love this thread so much so this um this guy on twitter uh d parks 97 created a tr thread where he, he pixelized pixelizes uh chris armis's photo um every time they let in a goal um as uh, and as of the last goal let me see i'm gonna share please, this screen somebody so you, send it to me no, no no i'm gonna share my screen so you can see it because i'm gonna <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, this one. All and right. it, it's already a goofy-looking photo of Chris Armas before you pixelate. <laughs> so that's that's the last goal that they let in. I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> so it begins. 
and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until now. And I'm really hoping that we can contribute to this. I like we have to. I want like nine nothing. I want. I want utter destruction. Yeah. I want them like walking off the field before the game ends because they're just they're so done. Yeah, I, I it it's I've had like since the schedule was announced, this was not a test like it's a test. Like I, we've mentioned that like y- yada, the Gold Cup yada yada, but like this to me like is is a statement game, and just because of everything surrounding it. It's Chris Armis's first game back as as a coach in the opposition. Um, Toronto um, is a quote unquote solid team. Um, they they were a solid team last year with you know, the fake season, but it's Toronto. There's Bradley. There's Josie. Like it just all of it kind of been thrown into one pot, and it's I I've, I've been anticipating this game since since the schedule came out. Yeah. This yeah. Is right. Like, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. This is this is like Yankees fans circling that Houston Astros series that just ended. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's it's not it, like in the grand scheme of things, it is not important, but it's important, yeah. goddammit. Yeah. Like like it's more important to us than the players and, and the team, obviously. Like they're never gonna be like, yeah, fuck Chris Armis. Uh, <laughs> but like we are solidly fuck Chris Armis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I want I want Chris Armis. I want us to have a typical Chris Armis performance. <laughs> like I want him leaving Red Bull Arena the way he had left Red Bull Arena every game in 2019 <laughs> and 2020, feeling like a sack of shit. Like, that's what I want. I want Chris Armis's team to be a Chris Armis team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I, granted, I had some words put in my mouth, but I said earlier this week um, that in an emotional sense, this is the most important game since, like, most important game for us since, like, the Eastern Conference final a few years ago. Um, right just in the sense yeah that like between fake season and like zone year under armis like none of those games have really mattered mm. um in any meaning i mean not to me at least not in any meaningful way um so this is like this yeah this is the first game that i've sort of like yeah circled on the calendar um in in quite a long time just yeah. because uh again there's there there are many subplots to it um yeah. and chief among which of course is uh you know the, the the fact that like uh we have to sort of make a statement against chris Armas. like i don't i don't want to be gaslit by this result right, right <laughs> like right. i i i don't want to be made to feel that like everything that i've seen with my own two eyes over the last three years it, it, it is actually not true because i know it's true right. um yeah, it's to to point to that where like everything after Chris Armas left from from kind of quote unquote mainstream MLS media is just like oh poor Chris Armas he didn't have the tools he needed the resources he needed um, then when he went to to Toronto like there was a lot of kind of like throwing shade at us when they, he's just not a good soccer coach um, because like yeah the the old guard of MLS and and just the, the basically defending the shield in general where they just have to fervently defend this coach um who has has not shown anything 
had like has nothing to show for it. Like, yes, he 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 got us to the shield in 2018. But if you look at everything after that, like these are not he doesn't have the characteristics of a, of a good soccer coach. No. So so just no. like when you hear people like on other podcasts talk about like like just like standing for him, it's just like what is what is wrong with you? What are you talking like what? Like are we looking at the same like are we looking at the same sport? Like what? It's it only makes same, sense if yeah. Sorry. It, it, it's just that, you know, typical MLS 1.0 bullshit where they just mm-hmm. just, you know, they have to support each other. It's like we're all going to be forced to or guilted into cheering for Philly in the semifinal because, like, MLS has to stick together. Show me one other fucking league in the world where that happens. (laughs) Anywhere else in the world. You think, like, fucking anybody in England was like, oh, man, really hoping Man City and Chelsea make the final so it's guaranteed for England. No, no they were all going, Jesus Christ, I hope a fucking meteor hits this earth. <laughs> they wanted PSG, like, Real Madrid, and then a meteor to hit the that, the stadium, yes. but, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I had a back and forth with a Toronto fan. Like, I think it's the only Toronto fan that I haven't muted yet. Um... <laughs> But this was, I'm trying to find it. It was from when they got knocked out. Uh, what was that? Tuesday night? Uh, yes. Tuesday. 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 Tuesday night. Yeah, they didn't play yeah. Tuesday. Uh, where is it? I think I found it. Yeah, when I said Atlanta, Toronto, nature is healing. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. And and uh, Tom T posting said uh, extremely fun that the two sides who did not did not a thing to get here got thoroughly embarrassed, yeah. and and like clockwork, uh, Derek like tweeted and responded to a different one of my tweets with I mean they're gonna say that for the entire year because Josie can't play more than thirty minutes a game and thirty percent of the games. His original tweet was uh everyone tells us it's Armist's fault and I said clearly he needs better players. Yeah. And within thirty seconds of him saying that, I got a response from a Toronto fan. It's almost like our best players weren't even playing. And I was like, play clockwork. Like this is yeah. fucking perfect. <laughs> And he's like, forget Josie. I'm talking about our two best players and best center back. I'm like, my guy, you've got Armis coaching you. It doesn't matter who's playing. As long as you've got him, you're fucked. Yeah. With the googly eye picture. Um, Which, which once that picture of Armis is is too pixelated, I nominate the googly eye picture to be the next one to get pixelated. Uh Yeah, right. I mean, we're, we're, we're three weeks into the season and and he already he already is pixelated beyond belief so yeah. Yeah. you're gonna have to start a new thread by by uh early july at the latest looking like a <laughs> nes game <laughs> yeah. i can't wait for like august when it's just one pixel in the middle of the street right. just, three like just keep pixelating there. the pixel yeah. people, people will notice the difference i'm sure <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, no, like to Steve, to your point, like also I, I, this is a game cause I just want Toronto fans to stop talking cause I like Toronto fans, even going back to last year, like they just talk too much. Yeah. There's, there's so much there's Canadian. They're supposed to be nice, but yeah, exactly. Um, tell yeah. that to Don Cherry. <laughs> oh. Um, but like actually getting to like the meat of the game, like the, um, so yeah, like there is some part of it where like 
Um, Altador is doubtful. Um, Pozuelo is out. Um, they did just sign. Um, so already Chris Harmis has an excuse. Oh, he already has it. And, already and the defenders will have an excuse. He's already locked and loaded. Um, right. And so I was going to mention that they just signed uh, Jefferson Soltero, that, that uh, Venezuelan player from Santos FC in Brazil. Um, he just had his first training session today. We might see him. We'll probably see him in the game. Um, but like, it's, it's when it was so. When you look at the the team that they're putting out there, and based on past results, um, I like I I really I really do think we can win this game because like they're not they're not performing that well. They're they're kind of a lot like they're kind of not really sure what they're doing out there. So this is the perfect t- like time to just take advantage of that and just just deliver a good performance and make kind of a statement win. I mean, yeah, yeah like I, I, go ahead, Pat. Yeah, I mean, play, playing playing about as well as they did against Chicago should do the job. Like, I don't want to get overly confident here, but this shouldn't be an overly complicated result against a team that has a coach who's telling them, like, just press without really giving them clear directions on how to do that properly because it's much more com- – I mean, like like Aaron Long actually had the, 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 the blurb this week where he – he sort of talks about how people think pressing is just running around when it's actually it's actually a quite complicated scheme of which zones yeah. to mark essentially. Yeah. Um, and you've got a coach who basically does think it's just running around, <laughs> and he's got an average age of forty two on his team. Um, yeah. uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of them, but I, I've seen people sort of talk about like the the, the laughable ways in which these geriatrics are being told like hey press high up the field um <laughs> hey michael bradley go press yeah <laughs> yeah like michael bradley who's never been a pressing player even when he was when he was uh younger and in his prime yeah. like like he's basically come into a team that like tactically never was used to pressing and then he has like has been working in a pressing system for several years but like doesn't actually know how to do it himself doesn't know how to explain it at least um uh so yeah tactically like i i mean i've got my fingers crossed this is just going to continue being a complete disaster for them yeah i'm I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck they convinced taxi to come back and play for chris harmis again (laughs) oh right well that hasn't been announced yet but that was that that's basically like about to be yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm just at a, at a complete fucking loss. Going, like this going, guy left because of Chris Armis. Yeah, and like yeah. he's coming back to Chris Armis. Yeah. Like, and then there was like people that like took that as evidence that like, oh no, he never said anything bad about Chris Armis. When there's literally quotes and actual things that you could like physical things like that you can see that like they didn't have the best relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this is Taxi's like one last fuck you to him. That like he has absolutely no desire to come back, but he's just pretending he does to like get one last dig at Armus. Double agent Taxi, double agent Kamar Lawrence out there. Yeah, that'd be something. Um, so what do you guys think the uh, the final score is going to be? What are your predictions for it? I think three uh, one. Three one, yeah. I'm I'm going to go with two nil again. Two nil, yeah. I'm leaning I'm leaning between two nil or three nil. Um, I'm almost like. I think we can do another clean sheet. Like, Akinola is a, is is decent. Like the, their midfield is okay, but I just feel like 
they, they kind of don't know what they're doing right now. So I'm going to go with Pat and say 2 nothing as well. Yeah, I, I think we give up a goal just because DR is out again. Oh, yeah, DR is, <laughs> DR is dead. Yeah. <laughs> we have our first death of the season. DR, DR is... Uh, <laughs> Hasn't been back since the opener where he where he were just like, oh man, he's really good. Yep. Hamstring. Uh yeah. So um yeah, we'll see what happens. It's uh Saturday at 1 p.m., right? So it's another afternoon game, right? Yeah, it's the only time we play home games. <laughs> right. <laughs> just the middle of the day. Um so yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll win. I think I, I but it's just I'm like anxious for the game. Like I, I <laughs> I, I just want this game to happen now. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. All right. Um, questions? We actually got questions this time, which is good. All right. So now you guys can hear the song. There we go. All right. Question time. Thanks for sending questions because I really like to sing this song. All right. Uh, I'll, there's uh, two questions. Thank you guys for sending them. Uh, again, guys, when I send out the tweet for like we're recording tonight episode or recording in two days or whatever, just reply to that tweet and, and we'll read your question. Um, Mr. Electricidad uh, asks, <laughs> Struber versus the Toronto coach, who's got the shinier head and who wins in a fight? <laughs> uh, clearly well, the shinier John head Struber. is Armas because I, I don't think anyone's actually seen Struber's head because he's yeah, always wearing he's always that wearing- hat. So we're in the Alphatari hat. Um, he might have the shinier head, but based on all visual evidence available, it's it's got to be Armus. Armus is um, always just the, the, like he was like beady with sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Though Armus's head is increasingly pixelated now, and pixels so tend to the bigger they are, it they dulls tend the not shine. To shine as well. It dulls the shine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I, I go with Armus. And then who who would win in a who, fight? Who would win in a fight? Oh man, what kind of fight is this? Is this like a fist fight or? I'm guessing like, it's I'm a fist fight. It's like it's like a like a street fight, fist fight. Street kind of. fight, right? Like, like dark alley. Yeah. Just uh, no rules. No rules, none. I feel like, I feel like this is this is where Chris Armas. I mean, this is like being totally serious. This is kind of who he was as a player. Not that he was like. You know, he a was completely like dirty animal. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like his whole thing was like like grit and determination and will and you know, uh, not much else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like what, now it's that? now it's middle aged Armis. So like he'll just spend the entire time like trying to calm Struber down. Like guys, 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 and like getting punched in the face for each guys that he says. I feel like he could take a punch though. Like. Like, oh yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. He, I, I, I think he's he's like a, a stocky enough, like tough enough guy. He he wouldn't really care about getting punched. Wasn't he born in the Bronx? Like, yeah, that was also what I was gonna say. He was born in the Bronx. Struber used to be an insurance salesman. I don't think you need self defense skills for that. Unless, yeah, unless Austrian, Armas so. would win the fight. Armas would win the fight. <laughs> um, That's the only thing I would give <laughs> to, to Armas. Uh, because I just don't know enough about Struber, but it wouldn't just. I, I recently just like dis- skill or something. <laughs> I recently discovered um, Gerhard Struber's Instagram, and oh, yeah. while most of the photos are like these, I mean, you know, fairly normal things to post, there are two that really caught my eye, and one of them, yeah, one of them, he's with like Gareth Southgate, um, I suppose when he's coaching Barnsley, and mm-hmm. 
looks like the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> and like, this is a guy who, I mean, the way that people have described him since he's been here, stoic, um, stoic is like the, the big one I remember, um, you know, a little bit cold, a little bit, you know, calculated, not overly emotional, but like, there's that one. And then there's a picture with um, the current Lazio manager, Simone Inzaghi. This is a few years ago. And it's like black and white. And Strubert looks even more jubilant to be there. And um, he's taken a selfie. And Inzaghi was like not fully paying attention. So he just looks incredibly um, awkward in the photo. And then you've got Strubert. It, he, looks like, he looks like someone who's just run into their biggest celebrity idol. Um, brilliant stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't, like, people say he's stoic and stuff, and I get that. I, I get the vibe from him, but then, like, I, I just can't see that from a guy that just says the word sexy so many times. <laughs> he says sexy a lot. Sexy and boys. <laughs> I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it like, at all. That, that. Like, he, he, I'm convinced at this point that it's, like, a language barrier thing, yeah, like, and, yeah. and he'll stop doing that. I think he's just trying to say, like, attractive, like, attractive football and stuff like that. Like... But. I hope. I mean, I accept. Like, I'm more of a prude than most people, but <laughs> I'd I'd prefer that we moved on to some some different vocab. Yes, um, yes. Please, Gerhard. It's just a little too weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for the question, uh, Mr. Uh Nerdwitch on Twitter asks: uh, Is there an away trip that you've considered making this year, and then thought, abs actually, absolutely not? <laughs> I mean, Man, for Florida's me, tough. Yeah, I was gonna say it. I'm not doing Florida. I'm not. And and there, and Juan, I'm sorry. I'm just not. It's, there's some Florida slander about to happen. I'm not visiting that state in the foreseeable future. <laughs> so just, uh, I haven't yeah. thought about doing any away trips this year, but I suppose yeah, it actually is sort of a recurring theme where like every year I'll kind of half plan to do Orlando yeah and either something will or will come up but more importantly it's just like i'm just not bothered to get on an airplane and fly to orlando like that's that's really it it's like god i had a friend who was living in the area no longer lives there for a few years when orlando city was um, you know in their first few years of existence and every yeah. year i was like oh yeah I'll, I'll make it down next year and always like when it would come <laughs> around it was like the ticket prices would be would be good and the weather was fine and I didn't have any scheduling conflicts and it was just like, no, 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 I don't, I really don't feel like, don't like doing this, this to myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the only trip scarier than Florida right now is Atlanta. Once they go to hundred percent capacity. That was my third. Oh, yeah. That was my third. Cause that's gonna going to be like next that. weekend. I'm not going yeah. to I a mean, closed stadium right now. Yeah, so so like I was saying to to Larissa about this, I was like, yeah, they're gonna you know talk it up like, oh well, technically it's a retractable dome, so like it's technically outside, and like there are random ass like hailstorms in the south during the summer. You're telling me you're gonna have the the roof open for a game when there could be a freak hailstorm? <laughs> like, no, no, but but at least the visiting section will just be like visiting fans. So like we could still be distant in our little space. Right. <laughs> but other than that, it's going to be scary. Yeah. I mean, furthermore, that, that 
um, the, it's not really a retractable roof. It's like a retractable center of the roof. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Red Bull it, Arena is is clearly an open air stadium. Like the the roof doesn't cover that much, but it, I feel like the the area that like the part of the roof on um, the Mohammed bin Salman Stadium um, that <laughs> that opens is so small in comparison. Like actually, because. Um, and of course, this was like before we knew that COVID was a thing um, in the West. But like the um, Atalanta Valencia game at San Siro, which was described as a biological bomb, um, and okay. really like started the way the, the the wave of COVID cases in Bergamo. But mm-hmm. like, like, like um, part of the reason is that when the the roof of San Siro was built, it completely destroyed all airflow. And that roof is not nearly as, um, as all covering as the the one in Atlanta. So the idea, the idea that this is like an open air stadium at all, even with, even with the um, retractable center of the roof open is completely laughable. Um, Not like it would make a difference. I mean, what, it's probably going to be a hundred percent for closed arenas anyway. So who cares? Yeah. So yeah, for me it's yeah, Miami first, Orlando second, Atlanta third. I just remember seeing the the the, the that first year Miami game at the stadium and just that was oh god panic right panic inducing. <laughs> so yeah, those those are my choices. Yeah, Georgia is still the fourth. They're they're ranked forty six, forty seventh uh, out of the In, states. Yeah in uh vaccine distribution back yeah in uh percentage population fully vaccinated at 26 percent uh for reference new jersey's at 39 percent new york's at 37.7 and the national average is 32.7 yeah so like jesus guys no like come on get it together yeah uh yeah yeah Uh, juan thank you for the question um that's all of it that's that's the episode we got we got through it we got questions i feel like we 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 vented a lot about about the past i think it was good <laughs> i'm looking forward to this game you like you yeah have, you have no yeah. idea i just yeah can't wait all right y'all so you guys so steve you said three one yep all right i mean pat are going with two nothing two nil all right all right sounds good Guys, thank you for listening to Off the Perch. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, we will see you next week when we talk about this Toronto game. And then who do we play the next week? Um, Philly. New- oh, it's Philly first. I'll get that. Okay, so yeah. Philly, then New England. All right. See you guys later. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.